Are you looking for a studio to get your next tattoo or piercing? The Tattoo Studio in Muncie, Indiana is the official tattoo studio of DJG Motorsports. Operating for 23 years, the Tattoo Studio has an experienced lineup of artists, including Josh, Ross, and Shannon, who are ready to work with you, whether you are getting your first tattoo or you are ready to get back in the chair. I can promise you that you will leave the studio happy. I have gotten all my tattoos from the Tattoo Studio and have been recommending them for years. To make an appointment, you can call 765-284-8429. The Tattoo Studio is open from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Sundays. Drivers, start your engines! Yellow's out, yellow's out. What is up, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, we are a quarter of a way to episode 100. Yeah. Episode 25 <laughs> today. Wow. Crazy. Uh, going to talk about some tape gate today. We wow. love tape. Uh, but today, uh, while we're recording, is Friday, August 5th, 2022. Green flag is out, and we are ready to roll 3Y with DJG. How we doing, boys? Good. Fantastic. Fantastic. So good. AJ got a haircut. I got a haircut. I got a fan. Dakota got a fan. Bald is beautiful. It is. I respect. So, well, I guess we'll go ahead and apologize if you hear the slight buzzing noise in the background. But Yeah, but it's hot uh, as hell. It's hotter than Satan's asshole right now. So. <laughs> it's very it's necessary. warm in here. Very warm in here. Uh, but anything new? Negative. Nothing Negative? I can think of. Nothing? Not really. Me either. Other than the... Anderson has a really specially named race this weekend. The Fudge Packer, what is it? Fudge Packer 100 yeah. or 150 or something like that? 100. Uh, from the Uranus. Fudge Factory. <laughs> is that something about tickle your balls and what? No. So, <laughs> Nuts. So they, they had a. Jesus Lord. They had a, like a newspaper that they delivered to a bunch of people's houses. One of the guys I work with, he, he lives <coughs> close to Muncie. Anyway, he had one of these newspapers, and he brought it into work and was, like, reading off all the headlines. And some of them are pretty funny. Uh, one of them was, uh, someone famous popped in Uranus. I uh, think it's funny, but I've seen a lot of people talk about it's going to get old. Very quickly. Yeah. Yes. So I wonder how long they're going to be able to carry all the nut and Uranus jokes. But the fudge packer... <laughs> The Fudge Packer 100 is is pretty funny. I like it. I'm I'm here for it. Is it late models? Yeah. Yes, crate late models. Gotcha. Speaking of crates, I don't know if you have it in the show notes, but imagine being 11 years old driving a crate modified and just whooping everybody's ass. Two nights in a row. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I was doing when I was 11 years old? No, not quite. No? Uh, I guess that is young. Picking my nose, playing with Hot Wheels. Maybe not picking my nose at 11, but... I'm 26. <laughs> Still do it. I do it every now and then, you know. At least you admit it. Hey, no reason not to. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to get today over with. Me too. Yeah. Mostly because I'm tired of being around Dakota. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, you can definitely hear the fan. It's just jokes. It's all right. Sorry. Oh, well. It's it's temporary. 
Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, Dakota, we'll let you kind of roll on with. Alrighty. Opening. <clears throat> uh, we'll kick off with Pocono post race results. Your stage one and no, sorry, stage one winner was Kyle Larson. Stage two was Kyle Busch. And your race winner was Chase Elliott. Your top five were Elliott, Reddick, Suarez, Bell, and Larson. The biggest news following Pocono was the disqualification of race winner Denny Hamlin and second place finisher Kyle Busch. During post race tech, officials found tape underneath the vinyl of the front fascia of their cars. Joe Gibbs Racing released a statement following the rulings, saying, We are shocked to learn of the infraction that caused our two cars to fail NASCAR's post race technical inspection. Uh, the statement went on to say, we plan to review every part of the process that led to this dis- uh, to this situation. Um, they had the opportunity to appeal the ruling with the deadline set for July 25th. However, uh, they did not do so. Uh, we learned that this was the first disqualification of a Cup Series winner since 1960. Um, and NASCAR's managing director, Brad Moran, I'm assuming, said he believes the decision to disqualify Hamlin was a result of a tighter rulebook following the series transition to the next-gen cup cars. Did you just call him a moron? I did not. Moron. Brad Moron. Um, uh, I think uh, Dairy Queen should sponsor JGR. Kyle Busch is looking for sponsorship. Dairy Queen, DQ. Maybe his new Get race team will find him a yeah. Dairy Queen sponsorship. What is it, 3F Racing? Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Joymans? The Joymans? You Wesley Webbit? Hmm? G. Dick. Surprised he didn't make an offer to uh, Hendrick Motorsports to buy the nine. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it took me a second, but, but I caught it. I caught it. <laughs> <laughs> thought that was going to be a hit. Uh, uh, well, first off, I thought you were talking about Kyle Busch. I'm like, why, why would Kyle Busch need the nine? And then it clicked. I got you. I'm with you now. I'm with you it's now. It's all right. <laughs> Not all jokes are winners. I do know a couple winners. I don't know if they're podcast appropriate, but I do know a couple winners. Yeah. Hey, you tell you later. You win some, you lose some. That's not what Kyle Petty said. What the fuck does Kyle Petty got to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> um, anywho, any comments on the tape gate? Um, I mean, I think it's insane that a piece of tape, a literal piece of tape, has as much of an effect as it does. Yeah. Say so they had them. Um, they had them on display at Indy. Yeah. It didn't look like it did a whole lot. I don't know what it was there for, or what the advantage was supposed to be. I also learned something new. But I didn't know that they cut the wraps off for inspection. Apparently. I didn't know that. I had no idea. I did. Yeah, I, I, I would say that I didn't know that either. I didn't know how thorough the inspections were. They're running snowball derby inspections at NASCAR. So, <laughs> Pretty much. It doesn't surprise me, though, that they ripped the vinyl off it because I feel like they would anyway because it gets damaged throughout the race. Yeah. It gets little chips and shit, and they don't want it for the next race. So I would imagine they rewrap them every time. But I mean, yeah, but... I, I too, am surprised that they... I know that they rewrap the car every race, but I'm meaning like in tech. Yeah. Like I didn't know they checked underneath the vinyl. Well, JGR didn't know that either. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Surprise. It's been a minute since they've Surprise, been Surprise, motherfucker. Circle, huh? That's true. Uh, Michael McDowell and Front Row Motorsports were also penalized following further inspection of the 34. NASCAR officials discovered a improperly modified part on the car. 
McDowell was docked 100 points, the team was docked 1,000 points, and the crew chief was fined $100,000 as well as suspended for four races. Uh, Front Row Motorsports did release a statement saying that they would file an appeal. Um, they have since dropped the appeal. Damn. So Usually teams appeal that shit and I mean, try at least, but... If you know you got caught. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If you're saying. guilty, you're guilty. Um, They're just trying to find that Daytona 500 luck they had a couple years ago. Well, I was going to say he wasn't that far down below the cutoff standings for the playoffs, but uh, that definitely hurt him a lot. I don't yeah. know where he's at now, but he ain't a couple points below anymore. He's a couple spots below. Um, he's got know. friends in low places. He is in low places. <laughs> <laughs> he is the low places. <laughs> um, there was some other news following Pocono, which included Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain. While battling for the lead with 19 to go, Chastain drove deep into turn one on the high side. Denny, who was holding the bottom line, did not give Ross any room and drove him into the outside wall, which resulted in a crash. How deep? Pretty deep. Windshield deep? Uh, Elbow deep? Yeah. At least five knuckles deep. (laughs) (laughs) Following the incident, Chastain... (laughs) Following the incident, Chastain acknowledged that it was something owed to me for a couple months now. When asked if the score was settled, Ross simply responded with, I don't know. Denny was also asked about the incident, saying, what do you want me to do? What did you expect me to do? Denny went on to say that he simply had the position and Ross ran out of track. When asked if it was settled, Denny said that he was going to continue racing hard until they got respect back from these guys. He made it clear that if he had been wrecked, uh, no, he made it clear that he had been wrecked four times and was over it. I mean, I paid for the whole track. I'm going to use the whole track. Exactly. Fair enough. But at the same time, maybe a piece of tape. Had him stuck on the bottom. He couldn't give him no more room. <laughs> Carried him up. Yeah. I see it. Or maybe that's what Ross was trying to do. That's why he pinched him down so far. He was trying to get that piece of tape off of there. Fair trying enough. to help a guy out. That's what I'd say. Yeah. Just trying to help you out, man. Fucking melon man. <laughs> um, I'll let you... Somebody else. On the Indy? Yeah. Oh, Indianapolis road course. So... I wish they didn't race the road course. Throw that out there. I, I will say, though, I don't Well, I wish they did both. Like, I wish it wasn't just a right. road course. I do like the triple header that they have with IndyCar there now. But I think, well, I don't know. If you're going to run the brick, the actual Brickyard, you have to make it important. Like, you have to make it a playoff race or the last race before the playoffs. Because otherwise, like... It might not have good racing. No. It's boring. Yeah. I will agree but, to that. But it might be different in the next-gen cars. We don't know. Right. Uh, but, anyway, stage one winner, Chase Briscoe. Stage two winner, Christopher Bell. Race winner, Tyler Reddick. Top five, Reddick, Sindrick, Burton, Gillen, and Bubba Wallace. You know, Bubba's had a couple good finishes in a row. Yeah. So, it's good to see. I got to see him at IRP. That's his best finish at a road course. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Fifth. 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 Uh, Dakota Hunter and I saw Bubba Wallace, Chase Elliott, and Ryan Blaney the night before. Did you show them your boobies? We did not. So You should have. Uh, I'll get into it real quick. So Uh-oh. I, I don't remember what was happening on the track. I don't know if it was it. like. But it was a I, caution. Yeah. So I stood up and was like stretching whatever. I was like looking around. And I turn around and I see Bubba Wallace and Ryan Blaney sitting there. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, surely God, it's not who I think it is. And I get down to Jared and I'm like, hey, Ryan Blaney and Wallace are behind us. He goes, no, they're not. I was like, yes, they are. 
He goes, no, they're not. I was, he's like, you're lying. I was like, no, I'm not. I was like, get the fuck up and look. Sure enough, he turns around. He goes to tell Hunter. I'm like, don't tell him. He's like, why? I was like, because I don't want Hunter fucking with him because Hunter would. So I was Hunter like, did. yeah, he did. <laughs> so I was like, I'll tell Hunter. I was like, Hunter, I was like, don't say or do anything. I was like, because I didn't want people around us like finding out or whatever. I was like, Ryan, uh, Ryan Blaney and Wallace are behind us. And he goes, no, they're not. I was like, turn the fuck around. Like, why would I be lying about this? So he gets up and turns out, he goes, holy shit. So then Hunter takes a fucking, he tries to like take a selfie of him and Bailey, of him and Bailey to like show that Blaney's behind him. And Blaney goes, I'll, I'll insert the picture. You know, what's funny. Is Hunter posted that picture in our IROC chat and said, got a picture of Ryan Blaney. And I'm like, nobody can see that Ryan Blaney's in this they picture. Like zoom in. They just think that you took a picture with your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so was he in the funny. stands or in a, he was in, in a, a suite. suite? In a suite. So, like, the suite we yeah, sat they're, in. They're, 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 uh, they're set up very different yeah. at IRP than they are any other racetrack. Yeah. But I like them. They're awesome. Yeah, they look nice. I have never been in one. I couldn't afford it. But uh, he, those three were in the suite behind us, and then the suite right next to us was the press people. So, like, Bob Pockrass was in there. Uh, all the other important media people were in there. So it was cool. Whatever. Go on. Chase Jeff, the- Jeff Gluck? Maybe. I Maybe. I don't know. Um, didn't know this at the time, but Chase Elliott appears. I'm like, holy shit. Chase fucking Elliott. <gasps> so I go down. I'm like, Jarrett. Chase Elliott's behind us, too. And he's like, no, he's not. It's like, Jarrett, he's behind us. He's like, no, you're not. You're lying. I was like, get the fuck up and look. So then the same shit plays out again. He's like, Hunter. I was like, don't tell him. I was like, I'll tell him. I almost didn't tell him. But I was like, hey, don't say anything. Don't react, whatever. I was like, but Chase Elliott's behind there, too. And so Hunter gets on Snapchat and types, Chase, can I buy you a beer? And holds it up. And I guess, like, him and Chase and all the guys in the uh, suite were laughing or whatever. Dude, Bubba Wallace looked like he hated his life, though. Is that what Hunter actually put on there, or was yeah. it something naughty? Like, hey, Chase, can I... No, he, he offered to buy him a beer. Can I come in there and and be, but, uh, the, be the train engine? <laughs> no, he uh, he offered to buy him a beer. Um, but it was cool. It was. Uh, got to see somebody else, not as famous, but uh, Cole Williams was sitting right in front of us. Yeah. <clears throat> we were going to interview him, but decided it was probably best <laughs> not to. Yeah, he didn't look happy. And then we ran into Ben Rhodes. Oh, yeah, Ben Rhodes was riding around on a golf cart uh, behind the grandstands. Threw me a whole thing of Danos because that was his sponsor. So I got to try some Danos seasoning for the first time. It's good. I recommend trying it. Uh, Actually, the next day, went and bought four massive ribeyes. Like, I saw the picture, Dick. They were huge. Um, and uh, lathered it and some Danos. Really good. Mm. Well, so we ran into Ben Rhodes while we were waiting. I'm pretty sure this was at the taco stand. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because no? we, we, okay, so Dakota and I right, right, right. go to get walking tacos because they have like massive walking tacos. Like yeah. not like the little bags of chips, like the mid sized bags like of chips. Family size, not bag quite a family size. <laughs> the party size. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we get up to the the window and i was like can i get a walking taco she's like the lady's like oh i meant to yell this i'm sorry she's like uh we are temporarily <laughs> out like, of meat i can like, give you chips and cheese and i was like we're gonna go somewhere she else. was like sir can you please step aside for a second attention we are out of meat <laughs> chips and cheese only and i was like are you you've got to be kidding me 
went back the next day for the short track events, and I did get to try one. Ten out of ten recommend. Ten bucks is quite a bit, but it was good. It was well worth it. Yeah. So anyway, we go wait in line for something else, and that's when Ben Rhodes comes comes through. Yeah. So huh. it was pretty cool. Oh yeah. Highly recommend going to a NASCAR race, but it was really good. Yeah. Trucks are way louder than late models. <laughs> like way louder than late models. About like Argo. No. Mm-hmm. No. No. They were louder than Well, I'm sure some of it had to do with the fact that there was thirty some trucks and there weren't that many Argo cars. Yeah, that's probably right. But I still don't understand how freaking Zachary Tinkles in an Arca car. Conversation for another day. But uh I make did. sure you don't call him Zach. Zachary, sorry. No, you did say Zachary. I was just Oh, oh okay. you don't like Zach? No. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Fair enough. Did he never mind. I made uh, no mistake. <laughs> I want to hear about that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did make some notes about uh the cup race at Indy. Um, I know where this is going. Five, well, yeah, we'll get to that. Pump the hate breaks. Yeah. So, start of the race. Or don't. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it's a joke. Okay. I'm done. Continue. <laughs> okay. Uh, start of the race, field went five wide. Uh, they ended up going like six wide on restarts. With DJG? No. No. Damn. I can't even count that high. It's hard. I, what? To six. You're an engine nerd and can't count to six. No, my math involved letters, not numbers. <laughs> uh, it's 2X <laughs> wide. <laughs> Denny Hamlin had serious trouble with uh, the handling of his car. Many drivers had issues with turn one. Got rid of that tape and the car went away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Busher's car caught fire during a pit stop. Lord, I saw that, though. Crazy. That yeah. was pretty wild. They said that they think the uh, foam in the door hit the exhaust or whatever, and it caught fire. But then broadcast was like, that's supposed to be fireproof, so we got an issue. I saw it from a tire changer's point of view. Yeah, I thought it was just exhaust and fuel. <laughs> Maybe. That did I don't it, know. It was crazy. I know and some cars have caught on fire with fuel and spark from the yeah pit gun, so I didn't know. Uh, he still managed to come back with a, what, top 10? I think so. That's he had crazy. a good finish, yeah. Uh, Eric Amarola made hard contact with Larson, which ended his day. Larson was able to continue. Um, Todd until Gillen, he couldn't. Yeah, until he couldn't. Todd Gillen led his very first laps in the Cup Series. Toddy G. Um, here, now we get into the conversation we had before. Uh, the caution came out with 22 to go as Larson, as Larson made hard contact with Ty Dillon. HMS announced that they found no mechanical issues or failures. Crew chief wanted the car back at the hauler ASAP. The uh, graphic and data that was leaked after showed that Larson did attempt to brake. Uh, what do y'all think? Officially, it's a it's a sketchy situation. <laughs> I think, yeah. Because I don't I don't know why. I'm just gonna play this guy for the sake of the podcast. He just messed up and hit the clutch instead of the brake. He passed yeah. out. Yeah, I both pass out. <laughs> Not I very good options, I don't think. But yeah, I I don't think that's the case whatsoever. I think it's way- weird to me that Hendrick instantly came out and was like, "Oh no, he just fucked up." Yeah, yeah. So. You he, have, hit, he 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 stayed in the gas and didn't hit the brake. You I have, don't see Kyle Larson doing that. Me either. You have them saying get the car back to the hauler. Larson did not get an interview. Did not give. You know yeah, he didn't say shit. He didn't say he nothing. Like, I need to go speak to the I team. I need to go speak to the team. 
And then, like, instantly they were like, oh, well, there's no signs of a mechanical failure. He just messed up. Like, it it all leads yeah. back. Like, something. And then the, tel- the telemetry even shows that he's on the brakes, and then they stop, and then he's back on the brakes. Yeah. So something failed or happened. Yeah. My opinion. And I've also seen a lot of people on Twitter say, like, Larson fans can't accept the fact that he fucked up and missed the break or overran the turn. I'm like, but that's a pretty simple thing. If he yeah. did, all you have to be like, oh, well, yeah, I messed up. Right, but but overrunning. the top caliper that Kyle Larson is, I don't see that happening. Where he just forgets to hit the brake or overshoots to turn that bad. Like, I mean, something I'm, happened. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not going to say sit here and say that it's not possible because it's very possible. Right. But at the same time, like, there's a difference between overdriving the turn and then whatever that was. Because, I mean, yeah. he, he, I'm pretty sure broadcast said that they hit at, like, 150. Like, Kyle Larson was carrying speed. It wasn't like he was, like, like, he overshot it by, like, 50 miles an hour is what people were saying. Like, so let's just say 150 miles an hour. I don't remember. But I think that's the number was getting thrown out. So it's like he's not going to enter turn one at 150. Well, that it's it's not like it's that big of a deal anyway. If he messed up, all you had to do is be like, just yeah, say that yeah. I messed yeah. up. Yeah. And he he from everything that I know anyway, he seems like the kind of person that would just say, yeah, I fucked up. Right. I I definitely think they're hiding something. I, I it seems like it to me either they're hiding something they've found and done or. There's some kind of parts failure in there that they don't want to put out there or something. Right. I I do want to add while we're on this topic, not necessarily about Larson, but turn one in general on IMS road course for a NASCAR race on a restart is the most chaotic thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. (laughs) Just go straight. Dude. (laughs) Well, so that was one of my next points. So The Chastain. Yeah. So there was a lot of beating and baning. Banging in the closing laps, uh, a lot of people said there's a lot loss of respect among drivers. Um, AJ Allmendinger lost his cooling suit and had no water. He collapsed on pit road at the conclusion. He has since recovered. Great. Uh, Ross Chastain, to your point, Ross Chastain made the decision to utilize the turn one access road. He claimed that he could not have made turn one and would have would have result. He would have been caught in a potential incident. Okay. Uh, while he was running in P two, NASCAR finally penalized him after. I think they were like couple turns away from the finish line they penalized him uh he would end up finishing p27 um this also hurt his standings in the playoff standings but my thing is i guess several drivers had been taking the access road throughout the weekend and nobody was penalized but him so and that's been austin a huge dylan debate. at the same time though yeah so no it's it i do see it on one point because he missed the turn completely and used the access road and then was battling for the lead. Mm-hmm. So I can, I don't, but I don't know. At the same time, you got to, consistency is key. Yeah. And I think if you're not, not going to penalize anybody else the rest of the weekend, you shouldn't at that point either. So, well, I think NASCAR is having a huge issue with consistency this year. Yeah. Big time. Um, but they were talking about it on Dale Jr. Download too, that NASCAR hadn't penalized anybody else. Um, and for some reason, they said turn one sucks at IMS on the road course. It's just not designed well, which I agree with. But then they said that the access road is the idea of an access road is to be longer than the the regular course or whatever. And it ended up not working out that way. So then they're like, what's the point of having an access road or whatever? So I don't know. I thought it was interesting and wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. I think they, they need to be consistent, if anything. Yeah. And 
consistency is key. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you know, I see why they would because you could technically mm-hmm. get an unfair advantage out of that. But if you're not going to do it to anybody else, you yeah. you know, can't have it well, at the end. And like Junior even said, you know, if you're going to penalize them, then just do a penalty across the board where they would stop in turn 12 and have a 30-second penalty. Um, I don't know. But they were also saying, like, imagine being in uh, Reddick's position where you're racing against somebody who's potentially not even in the legitimate I Say, what if, what, so, if, what if he would have wrecked right. Tyler Reddick before they penalized him? Right. right. That would have been Yeah, bad. that's kind of – That would have been, <laughs> been terrible. Yeah. I think NASCAR would have looked horrible in that uh, moment. Um, real quick, um, I was also watching Dell Jr. download, and uh, Jr. made the comment. They were talking about uh, IRP and how great of a success the truck race was. Oh, they were talking about running road course or oval at IMS, and Matthew brought up the point of uh, Xfinity should race at IRP, which I agree with. I think that should absolutely be a thing. Uh, Jr. said he wanted to see the numbers of the TV ratings to see, because he was like it would be a hard sell. For TV, if if the viewership wasn't uh, great, so I found some numbers. Um, according to RacingNews.co, uh, IRP brought in four hundred. The truck race brought in four hundred ninety-two thousand uh, viewers on TV, um, compared to Vegas of La- Vegas in last year. Uh, Vegas brought in four hundred sixty-two thousand. Knoxville brought in five hundred ninety-four thousand, and Kansas brought in six hundred ninety-nine thousand. Uh, which was up from 448,000 2019. So for the truck's first time back at IRP, bringing in that many viewers, I think is a great sign, and I think that they should really try hard to bring them back I think for the, the future. the positive feedback that I saw, like, on social media is enough. To, yeah. You know, like, everybody, like, even, like, all the big guys, like, big names are like, dude, this has to be a thing. Yeah, and, and as, as long as Forrest Lucas still... That's true. Let's them that because that was a that was a hold up for a while. Mm-hmm. Is he like he had the drag racing side is why he bought everything and didn't care about the other side. But hopefully now they are past that and was they the can keep coming there back before the drag strip. Yeah. Okay. I believe so. Gotcha. There's actually a road course there too. I know. Mm-hmm. They host like drift events out mm-hmm. there and stuff. Yeah, I hope it's uh, something that. Stays. Uh, I was going to say grandstands were sold out. Uh, I was reading an article from Indy Star that said that the promotion of the race was very little in Indiana. So for having very little promotion of this race and still bringing in however many people at seats. Um, and then they said they went on to say Xfinity is not likely to happen, but IRP and NASCAR are looking to resume talks of bringing the trucks back. So um, like you said, I think the, the feedback has been great, and I think hopefully what you were saying, there is no holdup anymore, and I think it would be great for everybody involved. I think it would be back. awesome to run them all on a Friday night, like to yeah. have trucks there, have late models there, run a whole big deal on Friday night. Like they would IR, uh, yeah. SRX. Yeah. Well, they got to start a little earlier because it was a late <laughs> one getting home. Yeah. I know the, the truck race didn't even start to what, nine? Nine, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a hell of a night. Yeah. But at the same time, I see why they couldn't do short track stuff at the same time because there's a lot of television stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've learned racing with ARCA 
they are very strict about their scheduling for TV time. Arca? Uh, yeah. Or any TV at all. We raced When we raced at Nashville, they were very, very timeline-oriented when it came to things. That's interesting. Say it started, it started raining, and, you know, usually you try to wait it out, see if you can get it in. No, they just, as soon as it started raining, they canceled the late models. That way they could focus everything to ARCA. They were very strict on time, so I don't know how that would, that would work. Yeah. But I feel like my... I wanted to make a point, and I don't want to, like, shit on Arco, <clears throat> but I think if... No, the, go right ahead. But I honestly think if the trucks had the Xfinity series at IRP, I think the viewership would have been up, because you would have the truck race or whatever, and then Xfinity or Xfinity, then the truck race. I think the viewership would have been a little bit better. At what I'm point, not a fan of Arco. At what point does seating become an issue, because it was a sellout for the truck race? Well, you bring Xfinity in. The- so, that was another point in the article that I did So, you'd have to sell out the... Grass areas, too. Well, so the track used to have grandstands in turns one and four. They tore those down because they didn't need it. Um, the article said that if if the truck race came back, obviously that would bring a need to build those grandstands back. So they could just rebuild those grandstands in turns one and four. They wouldn't have a grassy spot anymore, but it would be seating. So, I mean, they have... They'll just say have to the potential the is there. They just yeah. have to do it. Because I think currently the track holds like 20,000 give or take, in just the grandstand. So, I mean, you're looking at probably 30,000. I mean, we don't know what the numbers are. They just said it was sold out. So, right. um, I don't know. I think it would be worth trying. be I nice agree. to see him at Winchester. Yeah, that, I, don't, I don't ever see that really happening. Yeah, I don't think There so. has to be a massive facilities upgrade there. Like, not even the track, just everything else. <laughs> Yeah, there's not near enough stands. The I mean, the facilities are not. I don't think they're up to par for a truck race. No, tragic. It is. I would love but, to see. I mean, I I get that. Um, but I I think Winchester would be a great track to have uh, a NASCAR race on. They'd hate it. Hmm? They would hate it. They would. Yeah. They would destroy so many so many cars. That's true. Do you think NASCAR goes back to North Wilkesboro? While we're on the conversation, I don't know if Cup does. I think that's another spot for a truck race, Xfinity doubleheader. Yeah, I think they should. I mean, at least trucks and Xfinity. If not, you know, I don't understand Cup why cars Cup probably not. But why, if they can run the Coliseum for the Clash, why wouldn't they why? go to North Wilkesboro? Same reason they. Uh, well, and I mean, I don't know. It depends. I haven't really. How, what's the stand situation there? How many people they hold? I don't. I know they sold out for modifieds and but you know, that shit like over the weekend. In the picture that I saw, it looked like there was like a bunch of stands in the turn and stuff that wasn't being used. Like they were strictly using the front stretch bleachers. I don't know. Well, then they might. I mean, I don't know. That would you'd have to, that. And what track would you replace? That's the thing. I, that's what I was going to say. Scheduling would be an issue because because they're already people cry about how long the season is already. So if you I mean, just there's plenty add, of boring tracks you could weed out. Yeah, but it's all about money and ownership. And I just think they need to go to one track or go to the track one time a year. I don't think some of these tracks deserve two spots on the schedule. Oh, I agree. I don't. But uh, some of them don't deserve one. That's true. So I think that that would be the issue. What tracks would you take off or lose a date? I think NASCAR just needs to... 
restart everything. Like, go to the table, have meetings, figure shit out, and then come back with a better solution than what they have, personally. But I agree. Figure something out about the championship race, too. Yeah. I really think they need to do it like the Super Bowl. Move it around. Yep. I agree. And have, like, a fan experience. like Because uh, then you don't have a situation where somebody gets so good at, one at the one place, you know, throws in a little competition. Yeah. I think it would be more interesting than going to Phoenix every fucking year or whatever track they decide Fuck on. Fuck Phoenix. <clears throat> um, any other comments? Okay. Uh, IndyCar results. Alex, your top five are Rossi, uh, Christian, Lundgaard. I got it. Do uh, you have the willpower? <laughs> I do. Willpower. Scott McLaughlin and Joseph Newgarden. I did want to say that uh, you brought up the point. Rossi was penalized. He did not meet minimum weight. Penalized. Uh, they were fine. The team was fined twenty five thousand dollars and docked twenty points. Yikes! I did want to say it was good to see uh, Joseph doing well following his health uh, health scare. Joseph. 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 Did you see he passed out and hit his head? They like life light him. Damn. No, when? Following the race at. One of their last races. Not Indy, but I think it was the race prior. He went to his... I'm pretty sure it was him. He went to his bus and passed out, cracked his head open. Dang. Flown him out. I wasn't here the last podcast. I know we skipped over it, but did you guys mention the Sage Karam thing at uh, Pocono? Uh, Uh, We touched base on it, yeah. Yes. Uh, Yeah. I I randomly thought about that because it's IndyCar, but... Yeah. I thought it was... Reading the article was sad. Like, it was like, that sucks. Because I honestly didn't know that. And then... I forgot that he was in IndyCar. I personally didn't know that he was. I don't know why. I just assumed that he just came in. Or whatever. But then, there's been a lot of wrecks at Pocono that very well could have ended in death. What's the Pinocchio? What's the guy? Oh, I didn't remember. God (sighs) damn it. It's it's nice and Pickens or whatever. Robert Wickens? Yes. Is that it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that I thought that dude had died. I, I did too. Yeah. For sure. Well, because we, we talked about, uh, I think we were talking about the Halos. Yes. We brought yep. that debate back up. Mm-hmm. And I said that could have very, that would have saved Justin's life. Yep. Um, so, anybody who's arguing that can suck a dick. <laughs> All you got to do is look at, yeah. you know, look at. The people that have died, and look yeah. at the wrecks that you've had with the halos, and you should not have an argument anymore. Yeah. Cue uh, the song "Halo" by I don't know who. Are Bianca? you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Beyonce. Beyonce. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, canceled. Mm. I didn't want to say the wrong. Oh my God, who were you gonna say? I don't know. <laughs> Rihanna. <Gaga>. Yeah. <laughs> Beyonce. Bianca. Bianca. Beyonce is... The Bianca. Gorgeous. 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 Um, wow. Xfinity Series. Stage 1 winner, Noah Gregson. Stage 2 winner, Josh Berry. Your race winner was AJ Allmendinger. Top 5, Allmendinger, Bowman, Algeyer, Chastain, and Briscoe. Wow, the Cup Series is dominating the Xfinity Series. Would you look at that? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Man. Uh, they really shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, truck Series, Stage 1. This is at IRP. Uh, stage 1 winner, John Hunter Nemechek. 
Stage two winner Ty Majeski, race winner Grant Infinger. I uh, wish Ty Majeski would have won. Yeah, he looked really good for a long time, and then right at the end, just he was very dominant. That kind of fell off. Fell off. Yeah, hard. Oh, you remember that oh. tweet that I told you about that someone said tweet, tweet. Uh, it was something about how your ego can get so hurt by a seventeen-year-old. Yes. That wasn't about John Hunter Nemechek. That was about Carson Hosovar wrecking him in the turn. Yeah, hooking him into the wall. What seventeen-year-old? Uh, I don't recall. Frick, what's his name? Frick. Oh, Frick. I don't remember his name, oh, but he's seventeen, yeah. racing in the trucks. And Hart uh, Hosovar dumped him, turn hmm. one, right? Uh, was it turn? Yeah, it was turn one. Okay. I couldn't remember. I watched somebody at IRP one time hit the wall and turn one so hard. Mm-hmm. They red flagged the race for an hour and a half so they could fix the freaking wall because he broke it. That's in a crate scary. car. They're yeah. all concrete there, ain't they? Yeah. yeah. He did. Hit the walls. <laughs> I didn't hit the wall that hard. That's scary. He never lifted. You're not supposed to. Yeah, I know. That was the green flag, too. Yikes. Green flag, he's ready to roll. Firewall deep. <laughs> he pulled a Larson and forgot to let go of the throttle. Absolutely. He hit the clutch instead of the brake. Uh, your top five finishers in the truck series were Enfinger, Ben Rhodes, Zane Smith, Stuart Friesen, and Corey Heim. <laughs> Corey Heim. Dang. Night number two from IRP. I did not go. It was a pretty good night. Um, I didn't realize who all was running in the late models. The Super Series. Yeah. Eric Jones, William Byron. Man. No. Yeah. Was it Man. William Byron? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Eric Jones, William Byron, Carson Hosovar. <laughs> I'll let you take over. Wow. Uh, so we have two features from the Boris Compact Touring Series. Uh, the A feature winner was Trent Gosser. B feature winner, Joe Jennings. Uh, CRA Street Stock winner, Terry Fisher Jr. Was a Street Stock race a good race? Yeah. I Street Stocks, I like watching Street Stocks at IRP. <sighs> so boring, though. I mean, yeah, but they're fun to watch at Winchester. A lot of people think IRP is boring. I, I was telling Dakota that a while ago. I'm like... You ask a lot of people that race here, they hate it. I know I was told by some people in late models that, like, coming out of turn two, going down the back stretch, just get your newspaper out and, you know, flip the pages and see what's going on. <laughs> Why does it do that? It Probably because it's so fucking hot out here. Charge it! it what, no, it is charged. I think it's just hot. Um, anyway. Uh, no, I think the street stocks was a good race. Uh, super late model was a good race. Uh, William Byron and Eric Jones was battling for the lead the entire race. Um, you know, the last time the street stocks were or, uh, super series was there, I was there. Did you win? Uh, no, then don't matter. <laughs> it does matter <laughs> to me. To you, that's all that matters. Fifth, fifth, fifth. That ain't bad. And I met Dale Jr. that day. Oh, I That's remember badass. that. You got a picture yeah, with him. I did. I remember that. That's I awesome. Matt Dale Jr. Ask Marissa about that day. I will. I was there, I think. Were you? I think I was in the stands for that. 
He Dale Jr. actually put a picture of our car on there. Not my car. I was just associated, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's right on the Instagram. The gram. Bitches love the gram. <laughs> Bitches love the gram. Uh, he's I running, have a gram. Yeah. He's running North Wilkesboro soon. He is. In a sun drop Chevrolet. I dig <clears> it. I dig Daddy. It. I dig it. Do you dig it? Life's a garden, dig it. Can you smell what the rock is? Uh, did I, I didn't did I say the Super Series winner? I don't know. Uh, CRA Super Series winner Eric Jones. Jay. Eric Jones. I didn't watch hardly any of Indiana Sprint Week. Me I didn't either. I didn't either. But uh, I saw CJ Leary won at Circle City. That's my guy. Congrats. Also, I did I have to mention him kicking dude and then falling on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> but I do have to mention. That on my hiatus from said podcast, we went to the hibachi place in Greenfield. Oh, yeah, and none you. other than fucking C.J. Larry was across the room. You know, he's really and good none, friends with uh, Brendan Harper. Yeah, I know. Did and nobody in there was aware of the fact that we had a living legend. car legendary driver, C.J. Leary in the house. You can't forget. I uh, thought about standing up. Marissa <laughs> told me not to. I thought about standing up and be like, CJ fucking Larry. <laughs> oh, uh, that would have been. Sound like some southern grandma. Are my eyes deceiving me? <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder how he would have responded. <laughs> he probably would have been probably like, who the hell is this? Told dude? me to get fucked. <laughs> what are you on? Was, uh, was Christy Bemis with him? No. His old lady, she wasn't there? No. Dang. No, it's just him and the boys. Him and the boys. For a night out with some hibachi. Hibachi. Yeah. Fucking dudes are cooking a, the shit out of some stuff. Where were you at? Wasabi. In Greenfield. Gotcha. You gonna go camp out there? Yeah. Until <laughs> you see a corner. We'll wait for the old CJ Lee to, to show Just go to shop. <laughs> I'm not that creepy. Knock on the door. Hey. Oh. I won't go to his shop because I'm not that creepy, but I'm gonna fucking camp out at Wasabi. <laughs> For the next time he shows up for some hibachi grill. Oh, man. Just knock on the shop door and say, hey, bud. It's not. See, but it's not really that creepy. You can play it off like, oh, I was just passing by and I saw the Leary Shock technology sign in the the thing. And I just, I have to meet you. Just park the car a couple feet from the door. I'm so addicted to. Pop the hood up. (laughs) Hit hit the vape. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, my fucking car overheated. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, can you help? Oh, CJ. What the fuck? This is where you are? <laughs> I just need help with the car. Do you have some water I can put in my coolant tank? <laughs> That's all you gotta do. Oh, man. That's all you gotta do. He'd be like, sure, bud. I'll help you. <laughs> I want to get a video of AJ standing up in the middle of the restaurant. CJ, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, I tried, but I was told no. Anyway. Anyway. Dakota, all you or AJ sprint if you want to read it. What, the sprint week? Yeah. All right. The 2022 Indiana Sprint Week kicked off at Gas City, where Shane Cottle won the series opener. The throttle Shane Cottle. Is that really his nickname? Yeah. Oh, that's badass. Justin Grant, Mitch Moles, Robert Ballou, and Chase Stockton rounded out the top five. Stockton. Stock, son of a bitch. You know, I thought that was wrong. When I was doing the show notes and I was like looking up, I was like, that ain't right. You know what's funny? 
the name banner on his car says Stockton, but the T has like the red circle with the cross <laughs> through it. So was it the first race or Kokomo that? I think it was Kokomo. around the world happened. <laughs> I think it was Kokomo. <laughs> say, well, it in was, Kokomo. Because it was him and uh, Robert Ballou, wasn't it? Yeah. Where Jay Grant won. I don't know who Cummins is. Ballou. Kyle Cummins. Kyle Robert Cummins. Ballou, CJ Leary and Brady Bacon. I know Brady Bacon. Wine me, dine me, 69 me. Ironic. Rocket Man. Rocket Man. That's the shirt I'm wearing. Take off in. Is it is the back Four, where he's flying through the yeah, air? Three. That's fucking awesome. There's a picture on Twitter I wanted to print off and put on the wall. Got it, a blast. It's like a airplane cockpit. <laughs> right in front of it is a sprint car. <laughs> I remember when it happened. That was nuts. Yeah. And then hops out, goes and gets in the backup. Yep. Gosh. Must be nice. Oh, to have right. Money. Lawrenceburg for night number three was rained out. That's an awesome track, also. Lawrenceburg? Yeah. I haven't been. You need to. I want to go for the World Outlaws. It's pretty badass. Circle City, none other than the Marion County Fairgrounds. C.J. Leary, hands Woo-hoo. up, gets the win. Jay Grant, Brady Bacon, Chase Stockin. Thank you. And Jay Mack. Jay Mack. Did you know him and what's her name? We've broke had up. this conversation. Oh, they broke up? Yeah, Carson <laughs> Elledge. I was like, we've had this conversation. Wow, breaking news. Dun, dun. Are we the first to report it? Uh, no, it's been a while. Oh, she Damn. has since deleted everything on her Instagram of him. Yikes! Apparently, wow. it wasn't a very cordial breakup. It was dirt nasty. You know, she went to IUPUI. Yes. Uh, have we I, had this exact that. conversation before? Yeah, because we—that was the episode we got. We could have gotten canceled if I didn't. Yeah, yeah. You, you know why they broke up, right? J Max motto is build race cars, not families. Isn't. Is she a racer, though? I don't know. I would just... Is she? Is she? I don't recall. The only... She tried to be. The only prime example of a women racer is... A women... Woman racer is Kaylee Bryson. Okay. (laughs) I think you're sleeping on some of the other women that drive midgets. Taylor Reimer's pretty good. Did you know she's a cheerleader at Oklahoma? I've seen that on the Twitter. Fuck a boomer sooner. Kick you in your dick when we get up. <laughs> uh, what's her name? Jade Avedesian. I don't. She's know really good. She's young. That's really the only three that I know. Uh, Tony, Bredinger? No, mm, or Tori. No, Amber. <laughs> Where the fuck are we going here? <laughs> Arca. Amber used to race dirt. Amber. Bull. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like Backland. Sure. Yeah, she used to race dirt. Mm-hmm. She's got a boyfriend, husband, fiance, I don't know, that is in the Canadian Football League. Wow. Yep. She's yeah. Canadian. Eh? Sorry. All right, Sorry. back to Terre Haute that got rained out. That's a shame because that's an awesome racetrack. Lincoln Park. Who's Moles? Mitchell Moles. Mitchell Moles, Jaden Rogers, Brady Bacon, Shane, the throttle, Shane Cottle, <laughs> Justin Grant. That's your top five there. Bloomington. Y'all, you been there? I haven't. I want to go. Kyle Cummings, Brady Bacon, Jason Grant, Justin Grant, CJ Leary, and J Mac again. There's like a. a I'm seeing a lot of the same (laughs) names here. (laughs) Tri State. I've never been there either. I have. I wanted to go. Fun track. 
Bay Bayou Baloo. Cummings Grant Stock on and Logan Seavey. To beat Kyle Cummins and Chase Stockton at Tri-State is a feat of its own. Kyle Cummins is insane at Tri-State. Where's Tri-State at? What town? Hobstot, Indiana. Ho- is that Hobstot? Hobstot. Hobstop. 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 Where's that at? Down by Evansville. Down by the Evil. Okay. Justin Grant was crowned your 2022 Indiana Sprint Week. Boo. Wow. No, CJ Leary. So fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> don't care. All right. I will take a... If you don't mind. This is all Dakota. <laughs> I, Uh-oh. Jesus. Lord. I did fucking research. Dakota has a... Uh, We've it, got fucking pages and pages and pages right. of the CGSAP. All right. We're going to gather around the campfire, sing our campfire song, and let Dakota read this book that he has written right now. Sorry. I told you. I write quite a bit. But Welcome to the new segment called Storytime with DJG. That's a good segment. (laughs) Actually, let's just rename this segment real quick. Story time with Dakota. I like DJG. Fuck. You know, I'm not going to lie. I forgot your last name for a hot second. That's all right. (laughs) Because I was definitely going to go last name, too, and I couldn't remember what it was. I'm not mad. All righty. Apologies for the book, but I wanted to follow this to a T. Okay. So it was just announced days before Saturday's race at Indianapolis that Chip Ganassi had filed a lawsuit against their driver, Alex Pillow. Following the announcement, Chip Ganassi Racing released the following statement. Alex Pillow is under contract with CGR through the end of the 2023 season. He is a valued member of our team, and we will continue to support him in chasing wins, podiums, and IndyCar championships. The statement went on to say, as the result of a competing race team improperly attempting to contract with him, notwithstanding the clear terms of our contract, we are proceeding to... Uh, legal process pursuant to the contract. McLaren Racing has had little to say, but did tell IndyStar in Toronto that they had signed Pillow on a multi-year deal. It was also made clear that McLaren was told by Pillow's management team that he is free and clear to do so in regarding to signing with McLaren. In the filings, CGR submitted seven exhibits or uh, pieces of evidence, two of which contained the tweets from Pillow and McLaren Racing, the tweets that uh, we had talked about before, saying... These weren't my comments. Uh, I'm not racing with him. Uh, the other, uh, the third piece of uh, public evidence was a press release from McLaren Racing. The four other exhibits have been sealed from the public as they contain sensitive information regarding team operations and contracts. The current hearing is scheduled for October 3rd, 2022. I'll get more into that in a second. Uh, since the announcement that CGR has sued Polo, uh Questions have been raised, such as, uh, could the court enforce the option year? And if so, <clears throat> is CGR making moves to request that? Will CGR park Pillow for the remainder of 2022? If he is ordered to stay at CGR and a buyout is not an option, will he race in 2023? Um, and then the last question would be, uh, would anyone else file a lawsuit, especially NTT, NTT Data? Um, they are a sponsor of... Um, Alex Pillows, as well as the title sponsor for the IndyCar series. NTT Data could potentially sue either party, in my opinion, um, and a lot of other people's opinions, because if CGR were to park Pillow, they could sue for breaching contract um, that they have with the team in Pillow. However, they could also jump on ship with CGR and sue Pillow for not fulfilling his obligations in regard to their contract. uh, Do you want to answer? Well, hold on. I'll do this. I I do want to say, like, I messaged you guys about this uh what day was it 
the last IndyCar race that they had because I was like, how awkward is it that you're currently being sued by CGR yet you are still out here racing for them? Yeah. There was someone else. I think it was it F1. Yeah. Not to get off topic, but, but they the announced exact situation. Yeah, they announced that he's driving for him, and then he's like, I am not driving for. Yeah. It was I, Alpine, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Same exact situation. <laughs> it's a fucked up time to be open wheel racer. Yeah. Um, so I did some research and put a timeline together. <clears throat> um, so June 3rd. Polo- this fucking guy. I'm sorry. Well, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> uh, June 3rd, Pillow told reporters that he was happy where he was and denied being in talks with other teams. Now, sometime between June 3rd and July 12th, Alex Pillow may have informed CGR that he was not returning to the team in 2023. July 12th. CGR releases a press release announcing that Plo would return in 2023 after picking up his option year. That same day, Plo tweets in response to their press release saying he's not doing that, and then McLaren tweets shortly after announcing that he would join their team in 2023. July 22nd, Plo informed uh, reporters that he was no longer receiving access to engineering data. July 25th, CGR files their lawsuit in Marion County against Plo and his representatives. July 28th, Pillow's legal team revealed in a statement that he has Formula One aspirations with McLaren Racing. Uh, and then July 29th, Pillow's legal team <clears throat> makes a motion to have the case moved to federal court, arguing the status of citizenship and damages being sought exceeds the current court's threshold. They are also looking to make a move to countersue CGR for uh, defamation. Um, CGR's legal team wants a hearing on preliminary injunction by August 30th. As I said, the current uh, hearing is scheduled for October 3rd. That could change um, if the case does move out of uh, county court and goes to federal court. The one point I want to make is CGR has not denied Pelot's comments about that not being his his quotes. (laughs) So I find that odd. They've said he's staying with us, he's under contract, but they haven't said, oh, by the way, uh, he's lying. That was what he told us or... No, we we just gave out a fake quote from Pelot. I find that odd. Like this whole situation is just odd. I don't understand, especially like for it to be happening with multiple. I mean, different disciplines of racing, but like at the exact same time. Like, how does that? Like, it's weird to me too because if they an option year is the team's option. Yeah. If they pick up your option year, you've already signed a contract that that's their option. Yeah. You know. If they if they pick it up and sign the last year of your contract, you, what do you have to say about it? Really, right. that's what I would be wondering. But I'm not a lawyer and don't know the legal. Well, that's what people. Of it. That's what people are questioning too. Like, if it was in his contract, did he just not read the contract, or did his team not tell him what was in the entire contract and he just signed it? Like, that's the question being asked. Again, my thing is, CGR says he's staying, but they're not saying. They're not, like, arguing his point that those weren't my quotes. I'm like, that's odd because he said, I never gave them this quote, and it was this press release was released against my consent or whatever. I didn't consent to it. If I was, like, I think CGR looks just as bad Mm -hmm. with the way they've handled it, but I think if it comes out that Polo signed this contract and he's obligated to stay with them until 2023, I, I think he might just fucked up his future as a driver. And I know there's another team owner that is uh, staying anonymous but told reporters, you know, I just hope he ain't fucking up his future. Um, 
It's just all It's odd. probably Chip Ganassi just <laughs> making an anonymous <laughs> quote. He's like, hey, by the way, I really hope he's not fucking up his future. But, like, okay, so to, like, flip the script real quick, if you're Chip Ganassi, would you really want to keep somebody who doesn't want to be with your team? No, it's like, no. I mean, you got to think about it. Even in professional, like, basketball, football, if a person doesn't want to be on the team, like, the performance just goes way down. Right. It's very obvious. And that's not a good look for them. It's not a good look for your team if, you know, you have one person super underperforming just because he doesn't want to be there. Like, get him out of there. Right. And I'm, I am i don't think Polo would do that, but I just think it's it would be – there's just no point in him being there. And I feel like racing is a harder sport to kind of throw that way. Like, if you don't want to be there, you just underperform because you do make more money if you win. And right. you do better. Right. But I guess you do, too, if you play basketball. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Politics. Damn politics. I'm curious to see what happens, though. Me, too. Because, like, let's say the court does rule that he has to stay. But it's like, again, if you're Chip Ganassi, do you really want to stay? And if you're Alex Pelot and you're forced to stay with this team, if they don't park your ass, how are you going to carry yourself? Because if you do throw it off and... I just think you're making a bigger ass of yourself, and no other team's going to want to sign you. Just wreck as many <clears throat> of their cars as possible. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> just wall everything. Yeah. So Cost them know. way more money than it would have been to just let you go for this year. <laughs> well, and that was the other thing, too, speaking of money, about the buyout. Money. It's money. already it's it's already been said that McLaren will not pay for the buyout. Like, if, if there was a buyout option, Pelot's going to have to fork up that money, so... Um, I, I would know. I would sit my happy ass right back in that car and just shut up and drive. Buy my time for another year. That's my thing too. It's like if you if you really had aspirations to move up to Formula One, I mean I don't know what's going on in, in that whole situation, but I would have just stayed the extra year. I mean I feel like there's always going to be a a seat there. How many people are going through the the ranks? Right. Not as fast as NASCAR, where you have a one year contract and then you're getting replaced by somebody else like it's just but not happening f1 and like i mean i know any like, car doesn't have like the same type of feeder series as like there's formula one formula two stuff like that but on that level like okay if you take formula one formula two formula three compare formula one nascar formula two xfinity formula three trucks like the the publicity that the trucks and Xfinity get compared to F two and F three is insane. So like the feeder series itself on the NASCAR end helps that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's all interesting. IndyCar has Indy lights. That's true. They do. But again, like how many people are those are so fun to watch. I <clears throat> you know. I, I, I don't think like the the pace at which somebody's coming up from those lower series into IndyCar or Formula One is as might constant. be where Kyle Larson heads too. IndyCar, yeah. I want to see Kyle Larson driving IndyCar one time. He said he wants to. He wants to run the Indy Five Hundred. Yeah, I would support it as long as he remembers. You know, got to hit the brakes. Yeah, <laughs> those cars, you know, completely different. <laughs> um. Well, if you don't have anything else to add, I'll, we can go into silly season updates. I didn't. I say, did not have anything to add about that because I have never heard. Well, I, mean, I have heard of it, but I did not do research like that. Before we get into silly season, I, would, I did want to say Camping World is leaving. 
Uh, Bye Going back to Craftsman. Fucking Marcus Lemus. Craftsman is the front runner, so it'd be cool to see, I think. Um, Marcus Lemonis is getting tired of spending that money. Apparently. Well, I mean, he did say, the press release said that they wanted more money to go to Camping World's employees. I hope that's true. I hope they pay him more. Is that like Camping World's employees, or is he hiring his wife? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say anything bad, because maybe one day he wants to sponsor the show. Give me 20 grand. I'll take it. Um, We're not taking sponsors anything less than 50,000. That's true. Good thinking. Yeah. Uh, Eric Jones has signed a multi-year deal with Petty GMS. Noah Gregson still appears to be the likely choice to replace Ty Dillon in the 42. Um, gosh, this conversation would be long. Uh-oh. Questions have been raised on whether or not Kurt Busch will retire at the end of the season. While Kurt had originally hinted at retirement following the 2023 season, a wreck during his qualifying run at Pocono may have fast-tracked that decision. As Kurt exited turn four, his car got loose, and he made hard contact with the outside wall. Uh, what'd you say? Sorry? Uh, where was he at when this wreck happened? Pocono. What turn was he exiting when... Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> what uh, turn four? Sorry. Yeah, turn... Whatever. <gasps> turn three. The front. you proofread this shit? <laughs> I'm an engineer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. Heading into the front stretch, uh, <laughs> he got loose and made contact with the outside wall. Uh, following his medical evaluation, he announced that he was suffering from concussion-like symptoms. 2311 announced that Ty Gibbs would replace Kurt for Sunday's race at Pocono. Uh, they had hoped that he would return to Indy. Uh, however, he was not cleared by NASCAR or his medical team, and he will uh, also be missing uh, Michigan's race on Sunday. Um, still not cleared. Ty Gibbs will replace him again. Um, Can we pause for a second? Yeah. What team name did you just say? 2311. This is my first realization that that's 11. Yeah. Really? I thought it was 23XL. <laughs> 23 extra large. Because <laughs> I was getting ready to say some shit to you, and then I was like, holy fuck, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Roman numerals are difficult, though, to be fair. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Or a row, right? I don't know the Roman numerals. Um, I'm glad you had that realization today. Me too, because, like, Man, that makes a world's difference. Twenty-three <laughs> XL. It does, dude. I'm telling you, I thought shirt it since, I wear. since it came at twenty-three XL. Good lord, <laughs> lord. that's funny. Um, okay, so if Kurt Busch was to announce his retirement at the conclusion of the season, he would replace him at twenty-three eleven. Uh, Easy, Ty Gibbs. Well, I'll get to that in a second. Well, didn't they already? Isn't Reddick racing for them? Next year? Well, no. So he, uh, I was going to say, uh, while Reddick would be the likely driver to replace him, he's a, under contract at RCR until the conclusion of 2023. So he wouldn't start till 2024. So that's fucking awkward. Yeah. They already announced that he's going to drive for them? In twenty twenty. And he's still got over a, ye- a whole season left in his... Con- that's weird. Yeah. Well, I guess a lot of teams were talking to Ty, Tyler. Ty, well, so we had this whole conversation last week or whenever, the last episode. Um... Tyler wanted to stay at RCR, but RCR wasn't doing a whole lot to like keep him. They weren't. It didn't seem like they were doing a lot to like get his sponsorships and get a contract signed. So he just up and said, "Fuck it, I'm leaving." Uh, guess he had talks with multiple teams, and uh, Denny didn't want to miss up on him. Uh, so they signed a contract. I guess Denny wasn't even the highest bidder, huh. and Tyler believed in twenty believes in twenty three eleven and what they're doing and. Uh, decided to sign with them. Um, so that leaves Reddick out unless he 
leaves early, which I don't see happening. Ty Gibbs is another driver who could potentially replace Kurt, but if Kyle doesn't sign a deal with JGR, that would leave the 18 vacant. So I would assume that Ty Gibbs would go into 18. So um, there's a lot of pieces that have to fall into place before you. Yeah. Really know. Yeah. Oh, I'm Jesus. Jesus Lord. Amen. But yeah, if the 18's vacant, that's where Ty Gibbs goes. No doubt, right? 100%. I would assume so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, let's see what else. Um, moving into Kyle Busch, uh, while Kyle Busch and JGR continue to share updates regarding the contract, those updates have since become non-existent. Uh, nothing has changed. JGR continues to maintain that they are working hard to find sponsorship in order to keep Bush in the 18. However, each day that there is not an announcement, the more likely it is that uh, this will be Kyle's last year at JGR. Kyle, I, don't want, I don't want to say that nothing <clears throat> has happened. Kyle did say he was open to taking less money. Right. That is a major surprise to me because he seems arrogant enough to say, nah, pay right. me or I'm gone. But I think that's how dire the situation is. Uh that he oh, has absolutely. announced that he had to, or else he was done there. He's taking concessions, but I'm saying we're so, so. Does that mean he wants to stay with JGR? Then I would assume so. I mean, because look at it. I look at it like this: if he leaves, if he leaves JGR and can't re-sign with another Toyota team, does he keep KBM in a Toyota camp, or does he change manufacturers? I think that's a part of it. Um, I wonder if you don't dissolve KBM if he leaves. I don't know. I mean, I could see it, but... He's already done it the, with the late goes, model stuff and all that. Yeah, but there goes half your truck series. <laughs> yeah. You just have to find somebody else. I just... I, Joe Gibbs racing. 3F's got a <clears throat> truck team. I, I'm just... I'm so confused about this because um, I was reading something about, you know, if he goes to Stuart Haas, which I think is a possibility, KBM could become a Ford team. Granted, the cost to transitions astronomical i'm sure but it, i've also read that if kyle bush if kbm leaves toyota that's gonna hurt toyota yeah like it will hurt toyota's uh development program because kbm is their program um and it would help out ford because ford is lacking their only development team is david gill and racing so um it looks bad and I, 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 to my point, I'm not going to say nothing has happened. Yes, he has made concessions, but we're so far in the season, and right. there's no announcement of, hey, we've signed so-and-so to keep him here. Um, I don't know. I just see, don't that's, see it. That, that's what qu- makes me question, because Ty Gibbs is coming. He's going to replace somebody. He has to be, and they're going to want to do that sooner rather than later. So who does he replace? Well, we talked about that, too. It, you know, if Kyle Busch leaves... I don't see Martin Truex Jr. returning in 2024. Maybe, but I think 2023 might be his last season. So let's say if that is the case, now you just lost two of your pro drivers and you have two seats to fill. I'm not saying they don't have the people to do it, but but who would, it's they, who would they take from? I don't see Brandon Jones as a cup driver. Well, that was the other thing. So Toyota. And who else is at Joe Gibbs now in the Xfinity cars? I couldn't. Brandon Jones, Ty Gibbs. I think, and I don't know if they have any other cars now. Well, Ty Gibbs, but I mean, other than them, I don't think so. And so that goes into KBM, like KBM. Toyota doesn't. That is Toyota's development program. There is no other Toyota team that is a development program because they mentioned like the other the other Toyota teams are like Thor, for example, 
but none of those drivers want to either move up or ready to move up. So I think that team's pretty solid. Yeah, and, and that was the point. Like that team's good, but they're not developing drivers. Like those drivers want to stay there. It's not like they're developing them into Xfinity drivers or Cup drivers. Not saying Captain's that been in the Truck <clears throat> Series for thirty-two years, and I'm not saying yeah, he's not leaving. Yeah, I'm not saying that those drivers can't move up, but I don't think those drivers care to move up. Like they're right. fine with where they're at. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird situation. Well, and I was going to say I don't remember if we talked about it last. Unless twenty three eleven becomes a uh, truck team, maybe they fe- have a feeder program. But well, I don't think they would have to be a truck team if they just it, like. Are you saying like if they brought Kyle also? Oh, okay, a truck team, not like like go from cup merge? to truck. Yeah, gotcha. I was going to say I don't remember if I mentioned it, but Hunter spoke to. Uh, uh, some KBM hauler drivers when they came through his work and he asked him, he's like, have you guys heard anything about where Kyle's going to go? So I'm like, good for you for asking those questions. Cause I don't know if I would have. Um, and they said that they personally think, uh, because they're worried about their jobs. If KBM does close the doors or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but they think that he might go to, uh, Stuart Haas. They think that's like what's going to happen personally. So, um, I could see I it because know. him and Tony Stewart kind of have the same, yeah, personality. Yeah, and that's that's what I said too. They're I the think. same. Not give a shit. I am who I am, and I don't give a shit if you like it or not. Yeah. And then, um, I was going to go on to say or read what I typed that uh, this likelihood continues to raise the question: if not JGR, who the front runner for a potential deal with Kyle Busch is Stewart Haas Racing. Uh, I have to put emphasis on this, as the 10 may be vacated at the end of the season. There's rumors going around that uh, Eric might return to the 10 car, so that, that if that happens, the 10's out of the question. Um, while SHR has Priest as a reserve driver, the team, may, the team may be incentivized to hire Kyle Busch. When asked, Kevin Harvick said he would not mind having Kyle Busch as a teammate. Um, 2311 is another team that may that many have been speculating as the future of his brother, Kurt, is unknown. Dale Jr. suggested on his podcast that Hendrick Motorsports, this is a hypothetical, could be a potential team that could sign Kyle, saying they could spin it as he is welcoming him back home and that he could also pay his salary as he did Larson. Um, Making that point, while Byron and Elliott have signed multi-year deals to stay with HMS, Larson and Bowman's contracts expire at the end of 2023. I don't see Larson going anywhere. I don't either. I think Kendrick would be dumb as fuck to let him yeah. go. He is. He hasn't had the success in the next gen cars, but I just i I think it's coming, and I I think it's dumb if he lets him go. So I don't see that happening. Yeah, but at the same time, that's where Kyle Lars, or uh, Kyle Busch started in the five car. Yep. I don't know. That'd be a wild series. No of shit. <laughs> I think personally, they would move. Uh. Larson to the 48. And get rid of And Bowman. then Kyle Busch into the 5. Yeah. If that's the route they go. It would be... Could you imagine? That would be a wild turn of events. I think a lot of people would lose their shit. I like Alex Bowman, but... You know, business is business. Yep. And Kyle In Bush the 10, the only reason that. Eric Almirola was in the 10 is because of money. Yeah. It's the same reason Paul Menard had his ride for so long. Yeah, because that was daddy's money. Yeah. And Eric Almarola is related to or married to the Smithfield people? 
I just think it's odd that you would announce that you're retiring and then say psych. Like, I don't know. It's odd, but he didn't feel finished. Not satisfied with the results. He's not going to be after this year either. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, sorry, might have been rude, but it's true. <laughs> the only other point I wanted to make was I've seen a lot of people suggest that uh, Junior Motorsports get a Cup team and hire Kyle Busch. We talked about that on the show. I'm not saying we're the reason why that's being talked about. It has to be us, but I'll say it. I never fucking said that. I never said Junior should hire Kyle Busch. I said RCR should sell to Junior or merge or whatever, and Junior get in a Cup Series like he wants to. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't hire Kyle Busch. I mean, if he wants to, great, whatever. I don't care. But I was just I saying. I think that, it would be more <laughs> of a. I think Junior should get him and Cup. Hendrick like it is twenty three eleven. Now that I know that's eleven yeah. with Joe Gibbs. Well, that's what because Hendrick's already tied into the Xfinity. Well, yeah, but Junior Junior Motorsports yeah. is their development team. No, I know. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just saying. I'm saying I, yeah, I would have like them selling out. I don't. If it happens, that would be fantastic. But I mean, I don't care how they do it if or start it. They I don't sell care. Off or merge or because you know charters are so hard to come by, and if you do get one, they're twenty thousand or twenty not twenty thousand twenty million dollars. They're pretty expensive. Um, I want to see Dell Junior get in the Cup Series though. I think it'll happen sooner rather than later. I hope so. I agree. Especially with the next-gen stuff now. Yeah. I, I'm i sure... I wonder if they're... I would love to ask if they're regretting not getting in it when they had... Like, when there were charters for sale. I am i don't know if they have the money. I, I don't know, but... I would imagine they have the money. But... I'm, I'm going to guess that his answer would be no. You don't think? Because, you know, I feel like Xfinity was a good place to test the waters. You know, they built... I wish he'd start a truck team. That'd be nice. Yeah. Because you don't have to worry about charters or anything. But, like, I feel like Xfinity was a solid starting, like, foundation for junior motorsports. And it has been for a long time now. Right. My point was, though, because he brought up next-gen, I think that was his reasoning for wanting to get in the Cup Series because of the next-gen and then the TV deal that people are talking about. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't care or he doesn't regret it, but... I think part of me might be like, damn, we had so many charters available, we could have bought one or two or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Ask him. Say, Justin Marks monopolized all those for sale. Uh, <laughs> I watched the uh, the Dale Jr. download episode with Justin Marks, and I have to say, I didn't know much about Justin, but he seems like a really cool dude, and he's like very passionate about racing and being successful. When are they starting the third car? I don't know. Are they? When's who starting the third car? Trackhouse. Weren't they doing some kind of program where they had a third car where... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would have, like, an IndyCar driver or... That wasn't Trackhouse, was it? Yeah, Project oh, 91. Yeah. Oh, that was that was Trackhouse? Yeah. Okay. Uh, then I don't know. Maybe next... I think it was supposed to start next season. Okay. They had... I know they had one race with... Uh, we talked about it. I can't remember his name. I couldn't pronounce it. Um, I think he was an IndyCar driver. Santino Ferrucci? No. <laughs> not it. Not it, not it. You gave me shit for it, but they they have had one race under that car. Um, I can't think of his name. He got, there was a controversy because his suit had NASCAR champion on it. And uh, Yes, and he w- yeah. got, yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Can't remember his name, but um, I think it'll be full time or whatever next season. But But no, his episode, he was like, you know, I told people, we announced that we were starting a team, and I didn't even know if I had the money to do it. 
He's like, but I was so dead set on doing it. I was like, you're a badass. God right. bless you. Absolutely. I wish I could find the look that you're having. Could you take? Could you imagine the startup money you'd have to have to start a cup team from nothing? Well, yeah, and he talked about that too. He's like, I've had you know some capital saved up, and I talked to a bunch of different people, and I guess they believed in it. And getting Pitbull to be on board was a huge thing too. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that helped out. Hey, Pitbull, if you ever want to work with us, just hit us up. <laughs> I like Mister Worldwide. He's been there, done that. Well, that's all I have for this week. Oh my gosh. Uh, that was a long episode. Hour 16. Rolling right on. Alrighty. I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't think the other two have anything. I don't. So, I think I that's it ready. for us. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Merry Christmas to yeah, you. No kidding. The gift keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think that is it for us this week. Um, I will not be here next week. I'm leaving for vacation tomorrow. Um, but so I don't know if these two are planning on getting together and having an episode next week. So stay tuned. I'm sure they will keep you updated on that. And uh, we will see you next week.